want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clown question, bro. I think we ought to turn the beat in at least. World champions! Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Philadelphia, looking as only you can look. Woo! Here we go, here we go! And good evening, everybody. My name is Eric Perugini. I'm here with Chris Lahiff and Pat Hausman. And welcome to another edition of the Philly Philly Podcast. As we will sit down, we will uh, talk about the Eagles game and uh, uh, the, the, uh, the the stash, I can, we should say. Uh, Minshew Mania has hit the airwaves of Philadelphia. Um, that was... Hey, that was that was. I, I know who they played. You know they're now twelve and zero against the Jets. In since like, well, the, obviously the last twelve times they played, they beat them. Um, and you know Gardner Minshew went in there and and did what you want from your quote unquote backup quarterback. So I mean, that that first half was was awesome. The the whole game. I mean they, you know, it was a well put together game plan. There was a good balance between the run and the pass. Uh, defense was shaky as, you know, what we have seen earlier in the year. Um, but they started to come around a little bit towards the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, gentlemen, how are we today? Doing good. Good. Pats are up 11-8 right now, so I'm or, sorry. <laughs> They're up uh, 11-7 right now, so I'm happy. Well. <laughs> Such a weird score, eleven eight. Yeah. So funny. So Chris, what uh what did you think of the game? Like I said, I I mean at this point with the season, it's like I don't know, or I mean like they win, they win. That's how I'm looking at it. You know, it's like I'm just riding the wave of whatever's going on. And you know, I I was happy with, you know, what I saw out of the offense. I mean, we saw Dallas Goddard who I don't know. Some people say he's completely overrated, but Garner Minshew found him, you know, for two touchdowns and pretty much used him that entire first drive. Um. Yeah. You know, we we can sit there and say that it, it it's only the Jets. Well, while you sit there and say it's only the Jets, you know the you know Hertz didn't throw no touchdowns against only the Giants. You know, he threw three sure. interceptions against only the Giants. Two of them were in the red zone. Obviously, this is still Hurts' team. I mean, as good as Minshew was yesterday, he, he we know that he's not going to go against the grain. Um, he's going to go with what has been somewhat successful for, for the Eagles. Um, when you had to throw the ball, Minshew's your guy. You know, what you call it is not your guy. Jalen Hurts is not your guy. He's proven it time and time again. Um, I wish I was wrong, but we know if you get into a shootout, you know, we got into a shootout with the Jets, which is just comical. <laughs> and, you know, here we are, and Minshew kept up with him, used Goddard in the way that he needs to be used. He read – he. He read the defense. He 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 used what they gave him, and if five catches for ninety eight yards. Granted, the Jets came around, made a little made a little adjustment, and here we are talking about he had six catches for one hundred and five yards and two touchdowns. When last week, you know, people on social media said that he's overrated and that he needs Zach Ertz to succeed, which I, I think Dallas Goddard was a second round pick for a reason. He was a projected second-round pick, unlike the quarterback. Um, so I, I don't know what else you want from Dallas Goddard. You know, you can clearly you can clearly look at the two quarterbacks and watch the same tape, and you can see that you know Hertz doesn't look for the first read. After the first read, I'm sorry. After the first read, it's gone. He'll he and he runs and he scrambles. Um, and then w- with Minshew, you see that he looks around 
and you know he looks for that third or fourth option. You know, you know Devontae Smith only had three or four targets. You know, the, the game was almost kind of out of hand, you know, like 30 to 18, you know. They were started running the ball, so while it would have been nice to see Devontae Smith get more targets, his numbers went down after the, after the first half. And they scored that next, you know, they scored after coming out of the second half. You know, Goddard's numbers went down. The fact that Jalen Rager's still on this team is let me let me rephrase that. Not that he's on this team, but that he's continually getting the ball in situations. Like the fact that he's on the kickoff, that he's on the punt return. I don't want to see Jay, I don't want to see Jalen Rager. I don't want to see Greg Ward. Give me Gainwell in the slot. Plain and simple. Give me Gainwell in the slot. And you know that that's what we have. Gainwell's really good. He's he's got good vision. You saw on his touchdown run, you know, the, on the left side on the third touchdown, Dickerson and Mylotta just, you know, cleared that hole, which is going to be, you know, seasons to come. You know, hopefully, great one-two combination. So, the big thing is that people are comparing. The 13 games now to the 12 that were played at the same time last year. Well, you know, you have to look and see. You, you, if you want to compare, you know, the former quarterback last year who was a starter as opposed to the quarterback who is now, you know, there is no makeshift offensive line. For the majority of the season, with the exception of Brandon Brooks, the offensive lines played together. Um What's his name? Sirianni has used the the run game to his to his arsenal. Uh, Doug Peterson did not use that last year for whatever reason. Like he might have not, you know, he might have not felt comfortable with the running back situation. I, I don't know, but you 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 can't compare. You know, Wentz is three eight and one this year to Hertz is five and seven because they're completely two different situations. When it comes to the offense, you know, as bad as Jalen Rager was this year, Wentz still didn't have Jalen Rager last year. He didn't have Devontae Smith last year. He didn't have Lane Johnson last year. He didn't have Brandon Brooks last year. He didn't have Landon Dickerson. He didn't have Mylotta. Like, like these come into play when you talk about stats. You know, Tom Brady was so successful for his 23 years in the league or 33 years in the league, I don't know which one it is, because he always made sure that he was protected when he was in New England because he understood that the most important position in the world is you win it in the trenches with your offensive line and your defensive line. And that's where the Eagles, I continually sit there and say, that's where the Eagles screwed the pooch last year. You know, if if your player wasn't there at, in the second-round pick, t- take the Jalen Rager pick away. Let's go to a second-round pick. No reason to draft a punt returner. Or no reason to draft a backup quarterback. You draft the next best available offensive lineman. Andy Reid did it for years. Bill Belichick built it up. Like all these, all these coaches who have been successful throughout their career always have depth. They've always had depth at the offensive line. There's always next man up, and usually it worked. You know, Eagles, it worked. We saw it in 2017. It worked. You know, we're seeing it this year. Um, Herberg went, or not Herberg, whoever Landon Dickerson came from, Brandon Books. He went out. He went out, and Dickerson went in. So the, so we have, so we have, we have that going for us. So it, it, the the games of football are won in, in the trenches. It's it's been said for years. It hasn't changed. You know, as as well as a passing offenses are, go look at, you know, teams who 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 succeed, who go far. They tend to run the ball. You know, like 40, 60, they run the ball 60 times, maybe 35% of the time, 35 to 40% as opposed to passing 60% of the time. It's just what successful teams do. You know, you look at the offensive line in Indianapolis with Wentz. They got Jonathan Taylor. They got that stud running back. So they run the line. They run the ball a lot. You look at the Eagles. They have Miles Sanders. They had Jordan Howard when he was healthy. Boston Scott when he came out. Like they were running and they were successful. You look at the team. You look at teams like, you know, Tennessee. They were successful. They, I mean, granted, they had a ri- ridiculous human being in the form of Derrick Henry, but 
you know, when you run the ball, you tend to be more successful in the league. You know, you, so that's my take on, on you know, the Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, and Gardner Minshew situation. And I'm going to say it. I've been saying it all social media, all weekend on social media. Tis the season. Wouldn't be wouldn't be the holiday season without a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, I mean, tell you the truth, I really don't think there's a controversy. I think it's just more or less people are now on on the, the, the airwaves just, you know, bringing up conversation, which rightfully so. You know, I mean, because we, we saw we saw how one one quarterback can pass and the other one, you know, and the other one really is not known for it. Um, so I, I think I, I agree with you, though. Like, you have to stick with Hurts. I mean, at this point, you, you do. I mean, but you see, here's the thing. Why you sit there and say that if he comes out flat in the first half against Washington, there's well, no then reason. you have a story. Now you have a reason to pull him. Like you can't. Yeah. Like you, you know, there was always that. Well, can, can we pull him? Can we do this? Like you know, you you never knew, but you now know what offense you're going to get. And for people who want to sit there and bash Gardner Minshew and everything else, the guys. Go look at his stats. He's granted he's eight and thirteen, and he was on a really bad, really bad Jacksonville Jaguars team in his rookie season. He led them to six and six. Thirty-nine touchdowns to eleven interceptions. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, like pretty good. Like he's got a completion percentage of sixty-four percent in the league. So, like, you know, it's 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 not bad. I'm not saying he's a franchise quarterback. Listen, Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts are backup quarterbacks in this league. They're serviceable they're serviceable quarterbacks. That's it. They're not franchise starting caliber quarterbacks in this league. They just don't have the arm strength for it. Yeah, well, I mean, I was seeing, I was uh, hearing people say that, um, you know, well, you know, Gardner Minshew wasn't the guy in Jacksonville. No kidding, they, he wasn't the guy in Jacksonville. They were going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Like, like that's it's not a. I, I I hate that comparison because they had the number one pick. You had yeah. literally the best quarterback coming out of college, in like yeah. probably. Since it's been like as good as quarterbacks have been coming out, probably like five years because Goff was a stiff, Baker Mayfield was a stiff. Baker Mayfield never should have been the number two, number one pick, in my opinion. No, yo, it, Cleveland, as good as they are doing with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they should have drafted St. Quan Barkley, and then they could have got and then they could have got Baker Mayfield at four. Again, that's just my opinion, but right. yeah, that that that's like. He's like a legitimate stud. He was like he came from a good college program. So and and here's the thing, he's a legitimate stud, but because he's on Jacksonville, look at the season he's having. Like I expected a little bit more from him. Like you expect a quarterback to make wide receivers better, and he's struggling. And granted, it's Jacksonville because uh, their wide receiver Lavisca Chenault is not having a good season. Well, he's a rookie. Um, yeah, he was a rookie last year, you know. So oh, he's he's, I one. thought he was a rookie this year. No, he was there last year. All right. And, I, and DJ Chark's, like, been in and out DJ of the DJ Chark's been there a couple of years. But, I mean, it's it, it still comes down to it. It's like, you know, you have – you don't you don't keep Gardner Minshew when you have when you have a, a, a Trevor Lawrence coming out. Basically, you, you don't. Like, you have to go with the quarterback. You no, know, it, that, it, it, it's a you that Trevor Lawrence has the worst coaching situation in the NFL. Uh, yeah, he really does. Yeah, it, it's a stupid comparison. And just like, you know, one of the listeners brought up last week um, when he compared about who who would you have? Like, you know, you know, there's other quarterbacks who are worse in the league. And it was just it was just a bad it was a bad point. It was just a bad. Well, it was, it was a know, bad comment. take because I it was think a terrible the person. Take. Well, because the person mentioned like four or five, like four or five quarterbacks. And out of the five Four, three, or one to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's like it—it it, it, it was a terrible take. Yeah, and for well, for all the Jalen Rager hate, which listen, he deserves it. And mm -hmm. I, listen, I, I'm gonna sit there and say it. But Jalen Rager's team didn't lose to the Lions. <laughs> no, no <it laughs> on the didn't. last play of the game. <laughs> did anybody? But real yeah. quick, we'll, we'll get to. Did anyone see that play? Like, why were they playing four yards off? Like Goff's an NFL quarterback. Like, yeah, I don't. It was such that. a bad defensive play. 
Like, don't get me wrong. Mike Zimmer's winning off the field because I don't look. If you want to go get a chance, Google Mike Zimmer's girlfriend. He's winning off the field, but that was just terrible coaching. I don't. I don't that play didn't make zero sense to me. That that defense, and he's well, supposedly a defensive minded coach. Well, that was that was bad, and so was the the Ravens game going for two there. That, John was, that was just again, stupidity. Thinking he's the he's the smartest person in the room, and you know that's that's what you get. Yeah, it's it, just epic stupidity. It's Howie Roseman. It's Howie Roseman all over again, like trying to be smarter than everyone. Kick, 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 kick the extra point. Yeah. You'll get more flack if the kicker misses it than acting going for it and missing it. Like yeah, you just yeah. basically handed the number one seed to either you know the Buffalo or um, what you call it, New England. Like that stu- stupid play call, stupid. Yeah, and you kept and you kept Pittsburgh in the playoff on. Yep. Yeah, the, the Gardner Minshew, just to touch on the Gardner Minshew thing, I mean, you're comparing Minshew, who was in his first start, to Hurts, who is what making his 14th start? Six. It would have been a 17th start. Yeah, it would have been 17, 17 total. Yeah, coming okay. out of last season into this year. So plenty, plenty of film, and, and now, now it was a different system last year, um, but, you know, this we're in week, what, 11, 12? I mean, um yeah, so we're in week we're in week thirteen. So thirteen. Yeah, so he, yeah, yeah, twelve starts before that. Plenty of film on the guy. You kind of know what, what Jalen Hurts likes, what he doesn't like. Um, Minshew, brand new quarterback in the system, but, but he has experience. He's not starting his first game. You know, uh, these first two games, he's going to put up some probably if he plays. You know, if he plays again, um, he'll probably put up some nice stats. But once teams have film on him, you know that those those open looks that he's getting, they're going to go away because they're going to start to get his tendencies down. And, you know, his numbers are going to come back down to probably where you would expect them. So I think it's kind of an unfair comparison at this point to compare what we're seeing with him and um, and with Jalen Hurts at the moment. I, I just – people need to kind of pump the brakes. Yeah, it was a good win for them yesterday. He put up, he put up some monster stats. But, you know, if, he th- if you think he's going to have three or four more starts like this where, you know, he's just going to light the world up, that's just not going to happen. So um, that that's just my take on it. Like I said, good de- good uh, offensive effort yesterday against you know what's a pretty poor defense, uh, but you know th- that's pretty much what they're going to be seeing from here on out. Now, I would love to see him against that uh, that Washington defense. See how he does. I mean, if he goes up, and he lights them up. That would be something. But um, you know, yesterday it, the, the, nothing about that game in particular was like wow. You know, it's still the Jets. It's just like beating the Lions. It's it is what it is. We beat them twice a year all the time, so. <laughs> yeah, but they, but I get that point. But we still, we still lost to the Giants, who have four wins. Yeah, but the Giants are again. It's it's you're always going to get a tough game from your division rivals, and the Giants. You know, the Giants should have won both games last year. You know, if some fluke play, if Ingram holds on to the ball, you know, he's that that game's over, and they sweep you. And they weren't a good team last year. Like I don't know what it, the Eagles used to own the Giants, but now I feel like that's that's turned a little bit. I feel like the Giants actually play very well against the Eagles. I don't know what it is about the matchup, but they played really well against the Eagles the last few years. And Jones is not a good quarterback, so I don't know what it is, but uh, Jones is trash. Jones is straight trash. But yeah, it's um. Well, I'm I'm concerned. Well, not concerned. I want to see how. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, rebounds from being off or out because at um, um, with his injury, having this like couple weeks basically to rest up um, because now we got all division games, you know. So we have Washington, then New York, then Washington, and then and then end the season with with Dallas. Um, I'm interested to see how Jalen Hurts plays because so far in the division, coming out of last year since he took over the starting job, he's 0 for 4 in the division. And that's, and I think a lot of people are overlooking that and saying, oh, he should automatically be the starter for next year. But if you can't beat your division teams, that's now that that's telling like your, your ownership and your, your management is going to look at that. Now I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to lose these next four games just because they're, they're division games. But right now, with that record against division teams, that, that's an eye-opener. It really if, is. 
if he loses out and he goes zero and nine, there is no way he's a starter next year. There is no, a, I, there I is absolutely no. I don't think he's a starter next year. Even even if they make the playoffs, I don't think he's a starter next year. Who Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I, if, I don't if think they, if they make no, if they make the playoffs, Jalen Hurts gets twenty twenty two. There's no, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But there's no reason not to. The only reason for all the, the reasons only, that we just talked about on the podcast, he can't throw the ball. I think neither can Gardner Minshew. And they're gonna no, draft. They're gonna draft somebody. There's no one to draft. I don't. I don't want. I don't want Kenny Pickett. They're, they're gonna have to draft somebody. Look, the combine isn't here yet. The, somebody's gonna light it up in the combine. They're gonna say he he's got the best arm in the world. He can run a four five forty. Somebody's gonna get drafted. There's gonna be quarterback or two probably drafted in the top fifteen picks. You're, you're yeah, there, somebody's gonna throw the ball seventy right, yards and in the combine. The, and and the and the way that the picks are going, the Eagles aren't going to have a pick in the top fifteen. So they're going to get one of those picks in the top fifteen, or they're going to package two of them and get back How? into the top fifteen. How? Yeah, you have yeah, three. They're... You can package two of those picks and listen, get, get listen, into the top fifteen. Listen, they don't have three; they have two right now. And if you don't think Carson Wentz isn't getting a non-contact injury and getting put on IR next week, <laughs> you're absolutely. He's at seventy-four point nine percent. There is no way that there that that is like. I, I don't. There's no. I will do a. I will do a. I will do our draft show. I will do our post draft show if the Eagles draft a quarterback in the top ten. No, if there's a quarterback taken in the top ten, I'll wear a turkey costume. Well, right now, well, right now, a... none of the none of the quarterbacks are projected to go in the top ten. That that's just right now. But that's like like right Pat now. said, you know, there's always. Something that happens at the combine that changes a team's outlook on a on a player, you know. There, there's always something that happens, you know. But but as of right now, there's no quarterback that is being projected to go in the top ten. So I'm I'm a firm believer where okay, we're we're going to have these three first round picks. I to me in a perfect world, you you go all defense. And and trying and trying to fix your defensive issues. Excuse well, me, through the draft. Yeah, you you got to replace Fletcher Cox. You got to replace Brandon Graham, and you got to replace Brandon Brooks. Plain and simple. Right. As much as I love Brandon Brooks, the dude's always hurt. Well, well, here here's my thing. It's like everyone's saying, "Oh, well, we got these three first round picks. We got to go all defense." Well, you know what? There's also six more rounds. There there's six more rounds of football. Uh, to be drafted. So I don't feel we have to go all three picks. It would be nice. And I could see them doing that. Um, but I, I have a feeling that with how far they're, they're moving, not how far they're moving down, but with the way these draft picks are playing out, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles use one of those picks on a quarterback. Do, do the Eagles have more assets this year than they did the year they moved down and got Carson Wentz at two? No, they have, they have, right now they have three first round picks and they have a ton. How of many money. did they have that year? Um, did, they, did they have three first round picks that year? No. Two. What they did they, is they they treat they they had two, and no, they only had one. They, they traded, had one. They traded the one. They traded the one in Kiko Alonso to Miami. Was it Miami? Miami. And then they took that Miami pick and the pick in 2018 and 2017 and sent that to Cleveland for the number for the number two pick. Right. So with, with the assets that they have in first round this year, you don't think that they can move in to the top 10? They're still going to keep one of the picks, too. Moving to the top 10 and go grab a quarterback? Real quick, I want to answer Ryan's question. Uh, Fletcher Cox has a $12 million hit next year. A fourteen million dollar hit next year, and then a twelve million dollar hit. Cox is on his way out. Like, there's no way he's on this team next year unless he restructures that deal. And see, and I, I kind of don't want to do that because you're kicking the can down the road even more. No, I think he's out. Like, I think, I think he's done. Yeah, much, I mean, well, how much dead money point, is it going to hit them though if they cut him with all that money on there? It'll, it'll only be, um, uh. His base salary in 2022 is 1.2. Roster 1 million. Option 2.9. Looks like 9 million. So 9 million dead money per year, or just overall. Just overall. Okay. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a Carson Wentz thing where no. it it, dis, it destroys you. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's I I I I can definitely uh, see them if if they if they think that there's a quarterback worth taking, they're they're going to do it. I mean, so, Eagles are. Yeah, Wentz wasn't Wentz wasn't that high in the in the. I don't remember Wentz being that high until they, the combine happened and they interviewed him and they saw his arm strength and how athletic he was. You know, he kind of jumped up on the board there. Oh, he definitely jumped up. Yeah, that's the same thing with Trey Lance from San Fran. And Goff did the same thing. And then all of a sudden, right before the draft, they said, oh, no, his hands look like doll hands. They're really small. We don't know if we want to draft the kid. He still went number one overall. Yeah. You, you know, that's the, the love for Jared Goff was a, was a little weird. I didn't I didn't understand it. And I didn't understand Carson Wentz. But the love for Jared Goff, he was a, he was an OK quarterback at Cal. Like I, I, it, it was weird to me. But listen, if you if you can tell me right now that you can trade one first round pick and a third. And get Russell Wilson. I'll do it. I'm not trading two firsts. I'll give you a first and a third, or I'll give you a first now and a, tw- and a second in 2023. He's going to be 33 years old. The only problem is, is is his contract. But again, their money opens up. You know, with everybody who, you know, the Wentz money's off the deal. The Fletcher Cox money will be off the deal. Brandon, I don't think Brandon Brooks is back. Um, you know, money tied up Rodney McLeod. Like there's. You know, you got Kayvon Wallace sitting in the wings to, you know, go in for, you know, Rodney McLeod. Like, there's a lot of money that's due to come off. I think Russell Wilson's at the tail end of his his prime. I really do. I mean, he's having a hard time producing right now with DK Metcalf in the lineup and, and Tyler Lockett, two good wide receivers. He's struggling. Yeah, but he, but it's but how much and of that, that is... that guy's taking a lot of hits too. He's a yeah. small guy. Well, how how much of that is the line? How much of that is Russell Wilson? How much of that is... I think, I think he's breaking down, man. I think the, the the finger injury is just one of many injuries we're going to see over the next few years. Wherever he goes, I think he's going to be like a Michael Vick. He's, you know, they're going to start him. Not Michael Vick in the sense that, you know, he can't read a defense and he mostly runs the ball. But Michael Vick in the sense that, you know, you're going to look at the schedule, you see 17 games out there, and that guy's probably only going to start 13 or 12 of them. Um, just because his durability, he just can't. I think he's he's past the uh, the healthy years where you're going to get 17, 16 full games out of that guy. That, that's that's a very good possibility. I mean, he has you know taken what? a lot of hits, and he has been, you know, there's been talk of him complaining about how much he's been sacked over the last few years. So, yep. and, and that injury to his finger very well may be, you know, playing a big factor into how he's playing right now. I just think that's going to be that's the first domino to fall. I think it has a fluke injury. Yeah, you can look at it and say it, but eventually it's going to be his legs or it's going to be his shoulder. You know, small guy playing in the NFL taking that many hits. Um, you know, Drew Brees, you say, well, Drew Brees was the same size, but Drew Brees didn't take hits like that. Drew Brees got the ball out of his hand quick. He didn't run around. That ball, you know, three-step drop, that that third foot was hitting the ball was out of his hand. So he didn't get hit. So, you know, same same type of guy frame-wise, but two totally different styles. Like I said, Russell Wilson's just been getting beat up all these years, and the fact that he's been as durable as he has is is, is amazing in and of itself. But, you know, that that's eventually all going to come to a, come to a head here. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I there, there's going to be quarterbacks that are going to be available, and it's interesting to see how it's going to work out. Um, there was a story that was out today. Uh, I believe it was – I think it was Jeff McLean from the Inquirer that uh, put something out about um, Howie Roseman was going to be looking for a, a veteran but young quarterback for a, tra- a possible trade. And I thought, veteran, young quarterback? Like, who, who's going to give up a veteran, young quarterback? And number one, if you're giving up a veteran, young quarterback, who's they good? Failed. They failed. They were a veteran, young quarterback, somebody who's failed in their first situation. Exactly. That's, that's like saying they're going to go out and trade for Josh Rosen. Exactly, that's exactly the guy I was thinking of. Exactly the guy I was thinking of. I don't know how that dude was a number two pick. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense to me. But, yeah, that's exactly the type of trade you're talking about. Oh, come on, Patriots. We're never going to throw the ball tonight. Jesus Christ. No, just keep running the ball. They're just crowding the line so much. Just throw, throw a few passes. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, 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 no. Totally fine. Listen, you I'm watching the Sixers game. <laughs> so you're so you know, you're sitting there, you're talking about Russell Wilson and everything else. So 
the they run the ball 18 times a game, which just just it's unacceptable in the NFL. You know, you have Chris Carson, you have you have all those players. There there should be no reason that you're running the ball. You know, right? Like Chris Carson's a good a good quarterback. I mean, a good running back. Am I wrong? No, no, he's a good running back. Unfortunately, he may be done, but yeah, his numbers after contact are great. But he's he's another guy. Like I just he can't <laughs> he can't take the the physical pounding. Like the thing was is is the the running back that we got used to seeing him use was uh, Marshawn Lynch, and that guy could take an absolute beating and dish it out, and just never seemed like he was. You know, he was ever going to hit that that downside of his peak. You know, even even when he came back for the Raiders, he was still you know laying people out. It was it was kind of amazing, but like not too many running backs could take that kind of punishment. And they thought Chris Carson was the type of guy you know he could take a hit and he could keep running. And you know, like I said, his yards after contact were great. But every year, I mean, he might start two games and he's out three games, and he starts three more, and then he's out again. It's just he, he can never get that hamstring right. He can never get those knees right. It's a shame. Um, and whoever they have as, as their second string, if it's Penny or somebody else, they just they can't handle it. So they're kind of stuck in that in that where, where they have to pass the ball. You know, at least half their games every year, I feel like they're stuck in a scenario where they absolutely have to throw the ball, it, and yeah, that but, doesn't help. Yeah. So so they're averaging 19 rushing yards a game. 19 rushing attempts. Not the rushing attempts. I'm sorry. Sixers are averaging 23. So if you don't <laughs> like, for me, like. Yeah, that's with all the Jalen Hurts taking hits and everything. So if you don't think that won't put an ease on a quarterback's mind, I, 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 I have to disagree with you. I think that you know, four less times of you handing the ball off, you know, that could be you know a couple more times you in the pocket. And let, let's be realistic, like that line stinks for Seattle. Like they're they're terrible. Like they're not good. They you, they thought they they thought they were you know because they had Russell Wilson, but again the guy's running for his life. He's like Paul Blake in, you know, necessary roughness and Paul Blake's backup running behind the ref yelling blow the whistle blow the whistle. Right. So. So I mean, for me, it's a first and a third in twenty twenty two, or a first in twenty twenty two and a second in twenty twenty three for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Or they or they trade for Carson Wentz again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that God, that would I be think awesome. The, I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to make a run about Russell Wilson. <laughs> They're getting out for the Kirk Cousins contract. If you're Russell Wilson, would you rather go there? Or would you rather come to Philadelphia? Personally, I'd rather want to go throw the ball at Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and have Dalvin Cook to hand it off to. Oh yeah, yeah de- but, definitely. That's a more attractive situation for a veteran quarterback. Yeah, playing inside. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's where I'd want to be. The Monkey's Uncle is a retro-inspired T-shirt boutique that is so much more than just a store. It's an experience all to itself that takes you down memory lane, with a focus on old-school Philly sports, concert tees, pop culture, and everything Philadelphia. You're sure to find something that will make you nostalgic for back in the day. And this monkey is on a mission. Monkey's Uncle is proud to mentor young adults of all abilities, teaching them how to embrace their individual superpowers while providing real-world job skills. Awesome since 2010. The Monkey's Uncle is located at 123 South Main Street in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, or online at themonkeysuncle.net. And our listeners get a special hookup with free shipping when you use the code CEV at checkout. From babies to babes, and dudes to dads, find out why Monkey's Uncle is the most fun your closet will ever have. And I mean, Kirk they're, Cousins, they're they're going to hit the reset button this year. The, they're getting rid of Zimmer, and they're and uh, and they're going to get rid of Kirk Cousins because they can get out of that contract finally. Yeah, and they, and they got hit hard with uh, Adam Thielen got hurt. Yep. I don't know how long, I don't know how long he's out for, but he went down during the game. Well, he's a high ankle sprain, so I mean he'll be out. He'll be out. You know, probably a good chunk of the remainder here. Um, you know, they're, they're probably going to keep him out. We've got five weeks left in the season. They'll probably keep him out probably for the last three. If they're not in anything, you know, they'll, they might just keep him out the rest of the way. Let him get healthy for next year. But, I mean, he'll be back next year. 
So good situation for them. You know, you got two stud wide receivers, one of the league's best running backs, and still a pretty good offensive line going in there with a new coach. Now it depends on who they hire, and you know, maybe they fat, maybe maybe they try to attract him there and say, you know, uh, we got a really good situation here for you, brand new coach, offensive mind that we think you'll work well. So. You know, that, that might be a very good situation. Who knows? Again, you don't really know who they're going to be, you know, trying to bid against. Now, the Eagles do have picks, which kind of help. You know, they can throw some picks. At, it's throw picks Seattle's way. But, I mean, still, Russell Wilson, I think, at the end of the day, is going to have to agree to it. And if he has a shot to be able to go to Minnesota, which is a really good opportunity for him on a veteran team, I think he's going to take that. Oh, I, I absolutely can see him doing that. Absolutely. So you're sitting there and you you think that he's going you think they're going to get away from Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I think I think this year they were saying I read something today saying that this year was actually a pretty good out for them. Um going through the coaching change and I think something with the contract they were saying too that you know this is the first year where they can finally get out from under it and not be like absolutely backbreaking for them. Because they said Zimmer's pretty much gone. They said there's no chance of him coming back. Um, if this is right on Spot Track, he's a forty-five million dollar dead cap this year for twenty twenty-two. Well, then they ain't getting out from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I had because I looked up his and I, Russell Wilson's thirty-seven million and forty million for the next two seasons, and Kirk Cousins is forty-five million. How the hell does Kirk Cousins get forty-five million dollars guaranteed? Well, I think uh, they were I drunk think, or high. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is too. You <laughs> might. Kirk Cousins had a pretty good year. I mean, you may be able to sucker somebody into taking him. I there's doubt no, it with that kind of money, but there's, there's no market for him. I, he's. I, I think he's got like 32 touchdowns and five interceptions. He's not worth 45 million dollars. No. At his no. There, no unless, this is the best. This is the best season he's had, and they're still a mediocre team. Right. The, again, they're very mediocre. So it, he's not. Dak Prescott, he's not Tom Brady. So that's ridiculous. $45 million contract. God bless Kirk Cousins. And he renegotiated. Like, think about it. He took two back-to-back franchise tags, got three years, $84 million guaranteed, and then got them to give him more money. No, I'm not <laughs> saying his name again. <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> but I'm like, like, that, like, like. I mean, come on, like, like, forty-five million dollars for Kirk Cousins. Speaking of like, speaking of like tough quarterback situations, you know, I'm looking. People are people are telling me, you know, well, Bill Belichick's going to win Coach of the Year this year. You know, this is an unbelievable coaching job. And I'm looking at the Washington Football Team, the team that they had a name. I mean, their organization's so bad that they don't even have a, a team name. But Ron Rivera keeps winning. And he's winning with a guy that nobody wanted. You know, Tyler Henneke is, you know, he he's from, basically from the scrap heap, and you know they're still getting they're still getting the job done. They're still playing really well. Um, does he get considerations this year for no. coach of the year? No. Ron Rivera, you don't think so? No. I think that might be the hardest place to win, given the fact with the ownership and everything that's kind of you're up against there. Um, you can't really make your own decisions. You know, you're kind of just stuck with whatever he wants to go with on a whim. And that guy's still winning games, and that team's still in the hunt. No, I think they're they're winning games based on their defense. Like they they lost Chase, but doesn't but doesn't that go to him though? Isn't he part of all that? What for the for coaching the defense? Well, you mean he's the head coach? He takes all that kind of blame. He you know he gets all the praise there. I think you know he's having a good year on both sides of the ball from a coaching standpoint. I think he's had. I, I like I said, I love Bill Belichick. But I would not give him coach of the year this year. Um, I think, you know, he actually has a very talented team. This is one of the more talented defenses he's had. But I look at Washington and I just say that that team, you know, they got some talent on defense. But, man, on offense and with the quarterback situation as it is, um, and they keep winning, you know, again with, with Henneke who, you know, I, I would want him if I was if I was coaching or a fan of the Montreal Alouettes, you know. I, I wouldn't want that guy as my starting quarterback. So, you know, he's still – so you don't think that he's going to get figured out against the real defense? Who Heineke? Yeah. How many how many real defenses has he played? He's got. I mean, he, beat one, the, he beat the Bucks this year. He beat the Bucks. 
more the defense really won that game. The, more the, Ra- the Raiders have a pretty good defense too, and he won that game. Oh, hold on, l- let's go back to that because the Raiders or the Washington football team got lucky because they missed they missed they missed the pass interference. They missed the the at the fo- the four seconds that they 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 didn't give Carr when he clearly was calling timeout with the guy on his back. So it, once again, another game came down to officiating. I watched the game. I watched the end of the game. Because it was it, it was a really it was a boring three quarters, and then the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter was, was great. The fourth quarter was phenomenal. The guy was clearly clearly yanking on his jersey, and they missed it. Yeah, like he you missed that call. You make, you make you make that call in the Dallas game, but you you miss it in this game. It was the same thing almost. Well, no, I will say no. Uh, Anthony Brown didn't turn around, uh, so but he's still grabbing his jersey, and you saw the jersey moving. Like you call that all the time. Yeah, I don't know how they blew that one, but still, like I said, that that team, for the injuries they've had, um, for the lack of leadership on the offensive side with having a quarterback, like you said, basically you found in the supermarket. Um, I just think that that the fact that they're winning, and you know, have a shot at actually making the playoffs, I think is, is insane to me. Insane. I couldn't see. I I don't know too many other coaches that could could win in that situation, and that guy's getting it done. I mean, he he's got one good win against the Buccaneers. I mean, the Raiders aren't a bad team, man. They smashed the Eagles. Eagles couldn't do anything to stop that team. I mean, they lost by a touchdown. It was it was garbage time, but it but it was a touchdown. I mean, so, Car- but but hold on. So the Raiders beat Dallas. Does that mean does that mean Washington's better than Dallas? Car David or uh, Derek Carr marched up and down the Eagles defense. That day, like he was freaking. So did Zach Wilson yesterday running over the Romans, man. No, they won that game. They against against the Raiders. They couldn't do anything to stop them. Anything. That was horrible. Like, did you go back? If you if you can go back, do you record the games? I record all the Pats games. Whatever the Pats are on TV, I have them. If you record the games, the Eagles games, go back and watch that Raiders game. They could not get off the field against Derek Carr. Derek Carr, I know, I know, Hall of Famer that game. It was that was crazy, and that guy. I, I never. Well, I shouldn't say never. The year he broke his leg at the very end of the season, I thought he had a great year that year. But aside from that, he he hasn't really impressed me that much, and he impressed the shit out of me that day. Excuse my language, but like you said, he he was masterful, and and they played without Waller. He didn't have even the best target out there, and he still he still marched up and down the field on them. Right. So so you you so let let's look at the three wins: Panthers, Seahawks. And Raiders. I am not impressed by any of those wins. I'll give them the Buccaneers because they beat them by 10. They got to play Dallas. Dallas is going to blow them out of the water. Like, there's nothing telling me that UK. I'll be I'll be shocked if Dallas doesn't win by 10. Is that their first game against Dallas or their second game? It's their first game. Second They're split game, with Dallas. They're I, split with Dallas this year. I, I, I disagree. I think Dallas oh. is good, and I hate – to say that, I hate. Yeah, I think that's. Saying, that's, a, that's a, I hate that's, saying. Do you know how much it's boiling my blood right now, knowing that Ryan and Greg, who I'm friends with, who are Dallas fans, I think they're going to, they're they're going to go four and one. They're going to lose to the Eagles. I'm calling that now, right now. No, they're, <laughs> they're, they're not being go, the Eagles. They're not being the Eagles on January 9th. Oh, they'll shoot the Eagles. They got the Dallas is the Eagles number. Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts has looked awful against that team. Horrible. Horrible. I think I think the Eagles will split with the with the Washington football team. I think they're going to get swept by the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to split with with the Washington football team. I think Dallas will probably win the first game that they play them, or the home game, I should say, comfortably, by fourteen points, two scores, whatever. You know, eleven points, ten points. That'll be a comfortable win. And the second time they the second time they play Washington, they're going to look terrible. Like they can't do anything right. Um, like I said, that's that's my take on it. They're going to look kind of how they looked against Denver. And I can't say why I feel that way, but it's just a hunch. Like they, they look great some weeks. Like they look great against the Patriots. March up and down the field on a good defense. Then they go out and they, they laid an egg against against Denver. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just like every few games that team just they, they take their foot off the gas. They didn't pay attention that week, uh, and they didn't or they didn't cross their uh, T's and dot their eyes, you know, in practice all week, and they missed a lot of little things, and it cost them the game. I could see that happening. I just – and, again, that that speaks really more to the coaching. I don't think McCarthy's a good coach. I think he has a lot of talent around him. Um, 
And I, I just, again, I, I don't see them beating Washington. Uh, I think Washington's te- defense still has some teeth to it. I don't see them being successful and moving the ball on them consistently two straight games. The Eagles, like I said, for whatever reason, Jalen Hurts looks absolutely terrible against that team. He looked horrible last year, and I think it was week 14 or 15. Couldn't do anything right. And then he looked terrible in the, in the start this year down in Dallas. Games at home could be a little bit different. I could be wrong, but that's just the way I'm looking at it. I think it's a sweep for Dallas against the Eagles. I think they're going to split with Washington. So we're, we're yeah, just... I really don't. I don't see. I don't see them beating them any time at all. Uh, Dallas. I mean, I mean, Eagles beating Dallas. I don't see that at all. Um, I mean, it's clear they're the best team in the division. I oddly enough could see Washington beating them twice. I really could. I mean, Washington has been playing surprisingly well. Like they, That's what I mean. Yeah, they they are like the. Their team that you look at on paper, and you're just like, wow, I can't believe this team has that many wins. Like, you know, I'm, I'm shocked every week when I check the scores because they're not on TV a whole lot. You know, I watched them yesterday. I watched that fourth quarter. But, you know, I, I when I check the scores and I see that they, they've won these games and I watched them play against Tampa, I'm like, Jesus, how does this team keep winning? Like, it, like I said, it's shocking to me. I just – Ron Rivera was the type of guy, you know, he's in Carolina. Some years they had really good years. Other years it was like, man, what the hell happened to this team? They were so, great so, this year. So, so you're, you're, you're saying that Ron Rivera is a good coach? I think Ron Vera's a very good coach, yes. But he's only had three winning seasons as a coach in the 11 years in the league. He's had three winning seasons, and one of those was a 15-1 and one season. He's – he's uh, what's his name? He's Jeff Fisher, but Puerto Rican. Like, no, I think – and, and I, I, You could say he no, was like the guy that was in um, that was in Cincinnati for a while. What was his name? Um, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis had winning seasons. He just couldn't win in the playoffs. Yeah, but like I said, Ron Rivera has had some winning seasons too. He's had three. Um, He's had three. He was 12 and 4, 15 and 1, and 11 and 5. He was 6 and 10, 7 and 9, 7, 8 and 1, 6 and 10, 7 and 9, 5 and 7, got fired, 7 and 9, and he's 6 and 6. That, listen, Ron Rivera has a lot of respect and is, is a very respectable coach. I just think he's overrated. Like, you, I, like, like you, you're, like you're sitting there, you're telling me he's very successful. He's not. He's had three good seasons in, in 11 years. That, that, see, that's I, not I, good. I, the way I look, the way I look at it, though, you, 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 it's very easy to say that on paper. But when you're playing Drew Brees twice a year, and when you're playing Matt Ryan and the Falcons when they were kind of peaking twice a year, you know you're in you're in a tough division. He's been in a tough division. That was all during a time too where the AFC West or the NFC West was the best division in football. So a, along with his division, so you know you're probably every couple of years you're playing one or two or three of those teams. So you know they're not playing, but, he, they, but he's they but he's in a shit league right now in the NFC East. He went he seven and nine last year. year. It's seven he, and nine. Is, he won, is that, he won the, is that he good won the division, didn't he? he won is that good coaching? No, is that good coaching? He won the division. Who won the division? He won the division because Dak's ankle was was hanging out of the Texas freeway. Still, still won the division, um, and they came he's to close not to a, knocking Brady he, off. He's an overrated. He's an overrated coach. What team? He's what team gave What team gave the Bucks the toughest time in the playoffs last year? Okay, it happens. Who? Who was you're, it? You're you're out of your mind if you think Ron Rivera is this great coach that you're talking about. The he stats say, the stats say he's an okay coach. He's not a great coach. The stats say he's an over. The analytics say he's an okay coach. And the stats say he's an okay coach. He's Jeff Fisher. We're going with analytics. The, we should bring Howie into this conversation. And, and <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm looking at the analytics of it. Eleven seasons. He's had three winning seasons. How many excuses does he get? Like I, like I'm asking you, I'm being, I'm gonna give you the four. Eleven seasons. So he's he's and one of those seasons was fifteen and one. Imagine what his record would be if it wasn't fifteen and one. Well, he did go to a Super Bowl too. Yeah, that's a year he did go to a Super Bowl. Go to Bowl. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher's yeah. been to two. No, Jeff Fisher only went to one. I thought he went to two. Titans. Nah, they lost to the Rams. Ah, oh, should have been pick six. Jesus Christ. La Terrain Watches represents the spirit of taking risks, making sacrifices, doing what is right, not what is easy, and hard work. Check out all their different highly made handcrafted watches and accessories from bags, watch bands, and straps to bracelets and sunglasses. Their watches can't be bested, like the Compass, the Legacy 2, the Navigator, their Voyager 1893 collection, and the latest, hottest release, the Atlas. 
free shipping on all orders over $50, and hassle-free returns in 30 days on postage-paid returns. Go to LaTerrain.com and use code CEV for site-wide discounts. That's LaTerrain.com. He had prime cam. <laughs> but th- that's my point is, it's like you're sitting there and we're talking about it. He's he's okay. The love for him. And I was very upset that he signed with Washington because I want Washington to continually be the disaster that they are. And I, when you sit back and you look at the numbers, he's an okay coach. Right now, he's probably the second best coach in the division because of where he's at like he's six and six he had the success of going to a super bowl he had the success of winning you know a couple divisions in in his career he also i mean some of those years where they went seven and nine didn't win a whole lot of games his quarterback was hurt for a chunk of the season it's tough when your starting quarterback goes down that how many how many of those seasons were seasons where cam didn't newton didn't finish the year didn't play 16 games well then, if you're a good coach, you get the best out of your second. You get the best out of your secondary players. Well, he is kind of doing that this year, though. You know, he it was tough. Tyler to Heineke was a, Tyler Heineke was he lost the starter because they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's it. That's the only reason Tyler. If Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't hurt, he's probably the starter still. If he doesn't throw his eight interceptions a game after his four touchdown performance against the Eagles, but. My, you're missing my point. Is you? I'm telling you, he's an okay coach. I think. I think your evaluation of him being a great coach is there. He's well, overrated. I mean, you brought up, up a seven and nine season last year. Guy had a seven and nine season. Okay, but he had a six. But he had a six and ten season. He had a seven and nine season. He had a he twelve has, and four season. He had he a seven, seven and eight nine, and one. He had he's seven, seven and nine season last year. Led the team to the playoffs and cancer. I mean, I, I think. I, oh my god! Doing uh, all that. So so because, so, be, so because he had cancer, he's a great coach. Is Oscar no, Lombard a great, great player? He had, because great, he had, he had a great season last goal? year because of that. I mean, you, you won seven games, you won your division, and you did that in spite of all that. I think that's pretty It's pretty remarkable. Like I said, him winning this year I think is pretty remarkable. You lost your best player on defense. The guy you bought in to be your starting quarterback got hurt like in like week two. He's winning with a guy that one. couldn't even make it, it in NFL Europe. And it, was, you, it was the sixth play. It was the sixth, it was the sixth pass he got hurt. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, I mean that, that that just that help, that even makes my point even more. You but know, your point. I'm making your point. I'm killing your point because you're saying he's a good coach and that he's winning, but he wasn't always successful. How many excuses does he get? Does he get eight, or does he get seven? Does he get seven excuses because he had seven bad seasons as opposed to three? And if he goes ten or eleven and six this year, he'll have four good seasons out of eleven. That makes him a great coach. I think I think he's a great. I think he's a he deserves coach of the year this year. That's all I'm saying. I think this year he's he's winning with no. It, it's no no. Darth Poop brought up Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is coach of the year. That dude well, won. I, that dude won with Colt McCoy quarterback for like three straight games. That's good coaching. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy won that first game where uh, what's his name went off. Um, Kenyon Drake went off, and then they stunk the following week. I, I, what is your love with Ron Rivera? I think the guy's a good coach. Uh, he's he's an okay coach. Well, I don't like. I just told you why Cliff Kingsbury was, and you came up with a reason why he wasn't. Like, like just 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 tell me. Like, well, Cliff Kingsbury, who, who's playing? Who's winning games with, with the more talented roster? Who, what's what's a more talented roster? Does does Arizona have a better defense, a more talented defense than Washington does? Do they? I think yeah, yeah, I do. I think so. Do they have a more talented offense? Yeah, I think they do. Well, obviously, they have a more the talented is... quarterback. Yeah, I think they do. So I think it's a little six, bit of an easier but, scenario but, for him but, to go win games. They're they're six and six, not ten and two. They're they're ten and two. Who's who's in their division? Look at that division. That division's garbage. now it's the division. Now it's the division. It is Years the division. ago when the Patriots were all dominating, it was always Patriots fans. Look who you play three times a year. Yeah, our division sucked. Oh, you, there, well, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna make an apology for that. The division sucked. Oh, no, no, I'm against, not saying that. But I'm like, he's you're, playing against you're, Seattle. You're, well, they're you're, playing against Seattle. Look, but look at the Eagles. Look year. at the NFC East. It is terrible. But it the talent terrible. gap. The talent gap between Arizona and the other three teams in that division is huge. The talent gap between and and who's who's better? Who's better in that division? Who's who's division's better at this point? Would you think Seattle? Um, the Rams, well, yeah, the Rams are, are a good team. 
Um, but they're kind of they're kind of coming down. Yeah, I mean, two of the teams, two of the bottom end teams there aren't aren't good, aren't good. San Francisco's not good this year. They're six and, and six. Seattle's not. They're six and six. They got injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo was out. Trey Lance is. Does does Kyle Shanahan get you know your vote for a possible coach of the year? No, I think Kyle Shanahan's actually a really good coach. He's struggling though this year. He just and... can't listen. Kyle Shanahan is the best coach until there's like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, he lost, I mean he lost that Super Bowl. I mean they had it. They had ten minutes to go. I think he was up ten points and like, he could he, he could get a playoff. The NFC West is uh, so much better than the NFC East, no, with the I mean, exception they... of Seattle. I'll pay. I, I I I'll tell you this. I'm really shocked that Seattle's four and eight. Like that's. That you you could hit me. I would, I wouldn't. I, I would have bet you a thousand dollars that Seattle wouldn't have lost eight games this year. Well, I was kind of shocked that they actually came back and won that. Some something got muted. Go ahead. Oh, Ron, go go go. Yeah, I. Like you said, I, I I am not impressed by that team at all this year, uh, Seattle. I, but I'm surprised. I am surprised that they won. Um, the fact that they are still playing down the stretch here. I mean, do you bring Pete Carroll back? I don't know. I think he might be on his way out too. It's a shame, but and he won't get hired in another spot. I think he's too old at this point. I mean, I mean, like like an impressive win for me is a 38 to 13 victory over the Titans. Like the Rams, they blew out. You know, the Browns, they blew out. <laughs> the Texans, they held the five points. That's, just, that's a ridiculous number. Like, five points. It's, you should be kicked out of the league for a season if you score five points. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. They shit the bet against the Panthers. I don't know how they lost. Ugh. Cam Newton was like, I'm back, and was like, I'm the quarterback. <laughs> I think, I think speaking of five, I think that was his QBR last week. He was terrible. I don't even know if it was that. <laughs> so so with that, let's turn it over to Mr. Eric since he sat there and listened to our arguments for the last uh, <laughs> however many. 5.8 his rating was. Jesus Christ. That's I was right. I was just kidding around when I said five. I didn't I was <laughs> I completely threw that number out there. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, he did have a rush for 64 yards. That was his only carry. <laughs> That's when he said, I'm back. And then they lost by like 80. <laughs> so yeah, what, what are your, what are your thoughts, Eric, on coach of the year and your, and your love and the love for Ron Rivera? Uh, actually, there was a comment earlier that said um, Cliff Kingsbury was probably going to, could, could win coach of the year. And I actually thought of him, while you guys were talking about that and that comment came up, I, I like what he's done out there, you know, with Arizona, you know, especially being down Kyler Murray and, and Deandre Hopkins for a while. And it just kept right on going, which. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think people, like you said, I think people forget how long Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins was out. Yeah. And, and another big thing for them was uh, the reemergence of James Conner. Like that dude has just been having a great season for them. And a lot of people have written him off. And he, if Chase Edmonds went down and, and, uh, and Connor just took over and he's been, he's been really good for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, w- when you lose a DeAndre Hopkins, you know, who's one of the best wide receivers in the game, you lose your starting quarterback. He's one of the best young wide, uh, quarterbacks in the game and you lose your starting uh, running back that and 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 they just didn't miss a beat i mean how, how does he not get consideration for coach of the year so i mean that that was a i forget who said it on the on the comments but that is it was uh keith uh yeah okay um i mean i don't know they all got like these different names up there the only one i no, know is drew because he's actually using his name so, no, the other, the um, other—that's Ryan right there. Uh, okay, that. All right, um, but I, yeah, no, I, with, with what he had to go through as a coach, and I'm talking Kingsbury here, and and to just keep right on moving, it was that's that's amazing. So I I could absolutely give it to him. So here, so here, so here's a thought. 
and I, I'm just looking at the standings. Um, clearly, John Gruden is not getting Coach of the Year votes. Uh, <laughs> if Tennessee locks up the number one seed, you know, the, the lot has to happen. They go 13 and four. Is very is variable considered coach here? He legitimately lost the best running back in football. He, it, let me rephrase that. He lost the MVP of the league. In my opinion, he was the MVP. Does he get a consideration? Now, oh, this get, is me, me. Consideration. This is me saying they win outright and they go 13 and four. Right. They clinch the number one seed. Because remember, only one team gets a seed. Only gets the number one. Gets the bottom. Right. So. Um. Yeah, he'll definitely get consideration for that because that's. Okay. What are you saying? None. I didn't say anything. No, you put your finger up and. Oh no no no! I was just that was that was just my Irish way of talking. Oh, um, yeah, no, he definitely gets consideration because when you when you lose a potential MVP candidate, you know it, it hurts. And if you can just keep right on rolling, then you know you have to be up there in the consideration. And I like Vrabel to be honest with you. I mean, I'm really impressed with what he's done in Tennessee. How he's turned around Ryan Tannehill, I, I'm impressed with that. Yeah, he's a he, Vrabel's a good coach. He adapted to the new league as the, opposed to where they were. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, if you go on the social media boards, a lot of people want Seth Joyner to come in here as the coach, and unfortunately, his style right now it, it doesn't work. It didn't work with Mike Singletary when he was in the 49ers. You know, you, you have to kind of baby. <laughs> Yeah, you you kind of have to baby these players, not baby them, but you know you, you can't hurt their feelings. No, no, you're you're exactly right with that. Um, Seth Joyner, I I I like when ex players who are doing um, commentary on post game shows who who played the game for a long time know the game call out current players or the coaching staffs when they're when they're playing playing like crap or calling crap games. Um, I absolutely love Seth Joyner on the post-game show. He was my first favorite Philadelphia Eagle. He was the first jersey I ever had. And I I love watching him on the post-game show. Like, I record it, and I I watch it afterwards. I, I love it. And I wouldn't want him as head coach. I would not want him as the head coach. He was great on American Gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you guys forget he was on there yeah clearly yeah he was um, actually on there when the nfl when the nfl competed in american gladiators he was on there he's pretty awesome he did pretty well so obviously with that being said and we're an hour and two minutes in we'll uh we'll end this show um obviously jalen hurts is a starter which i'm fine with you know for whatever reason, people think I hate I hate Jalen Hurts. You know, unfortunately, Fly Eagles Fly isn't on here, and Bill isn't on here to uh, to harass. I don't hate Jalen Hurts. There's no point in hating the guy. I want the guy to succeed. But oh, you yeah. know, if you if you if you look at yesterday's game and realize that Minshew read the defense better, I, there's nothing more I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it was it was clear yesterday that. When you have someone under center who who's a passer and is able to read a defense, who I'm not going to say doesn't need to develop, but I mean you could you could clearly see that there is a complete difference between Minshew and and Jalen Hurts, and it's only in the the passing game that that's all it is. Like I, I truly feel that all around. Jalen Hurts could become a, a, a better overall quarterback than, than Minshew. But, you know, fact is right now he's, he's not. Um, he's, he's better when it comes to his legs and his escapability and, and running and, and extending a play. But when, 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 you're, when you're doing <laughs> the RPOs, you need, you need someone that can throw the ball. And I don't know if it's – Jalen Hurts that doesn't understand the system or if they don't know how to use Jalen Hurts properly. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a coach. I can't say it. Um, so, I, I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback. So, with that being said, 
Do you know who else had a somewhat okay arm and was very serviceable? Chad Pennington. Stop it with Chad the Chad Pennington. Pennington. I was going to say Nick Foles. Nick Foles does not have the greatest arm in the world. He was serviceable. And with that, that's how I'm ending the show. Well, I do. Off. Well, look before 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 we end off, I do have to say one thing. I am finding it very hysterical. If you talk to Eagles fans, oh, now all of a sudden now the backup QB love is gone. It's it's completely gone. So I I find that hysterical right now. Um, and I'm just going to say it. I I honestly think that a lot of people are all over Jalen Hurts because they they want. They see the trend in the quarterbacks right now. Young, athletic, black quarterbacks. They see us with a young, athletic, black quarterback. And people just want the young, athletic, black quarterback to succeed because they see Kyler Murray's. They see Patrick Mahomes. They see Lamar Jackson's. You know, so it's – I think that's like the trend. Um. Yeah, except Patrick Mahomes has a really good arm. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like Kyler Murray has they, a really good arm. <laughs> right, no, I, I, I know, I know what you're saying. All right, I, I understand I what, what you're saying. saying all right, but I, I really think that that's why people really want him to succeed. No, you're 100 percent right. You know, and it's, and I, I don't fault anybody for that. But where I fault people is they're so blind to just wanting him to succeed. They, they're, they're not looking at his obvious um, deficiencies and they all keep saying, Oh, well he needs two years. I saw one person say he needed three years for them to decide if he's the franchise quarterback. I was like, no, you don't. All right. And with that, I'm going to end it with this. So make sure you watch Ryan. Jalen Harris is better than Dak Prescott. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clown question, bro. I think we ought to be in at least. World champions! Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Philadelphia, looking as only you can look. Woo! Here we go, here we go!